Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Crazy Strange Days Supernatural as we follow the Winchesters, the boys, as they track down the baddies and the beasties across these United States and our favorite uh, junk food for the brain, you know, just binging in the winter, just a, a really cool series that has cryptids and demons and devils and bad guys and Angel. angels and even like god nephilim makes nephilim a half budded appearance which you know no jesus though because that would ruin the show but we find it intriguing and a lot of fun and i hope you guys do too because if you're here then you probably know about supernatural but if you're here you know about crazy strange days and maybe you know you might want to watch supernatural the series so let's go ahead em bust out uh episode two and three for us because we're going to combine these two uh episode two is really what we're going to focus on because it's yeah. in the series supernatural yeah. this is episode two for us mm -hmm. but we're gonna combine because episode three of supernatural is kind of that it's another vengeful spirit right it's so. kind of short we don't think we need to dive too much into the character because or the the supernatural entity if you will just because it's something most people can identify and, and probably have some understanding in so um we wanted to start with the second episode which is um the wendigo um, here's a summary from uh, SupernaturalFandom.com. Basically, um, it says that campers are terrorized by the bloodthirsty Wendigo. Ooh. Sam and Dean follow the coordinates left by their left in their father's journal and land in the middle of the woods, where they investigate the disappearance of several campers. The two brothers soon learn that they are dealing with a Wendigo a creature made famous in Native American legends. A Wendigo is a former human who can, who cannibalizes, <coughs> whose cannibalism, sorry, has transformed him into a creature with supernatural strength and speed that feasts on human flesh. The, the story actually goes into saying that people end up going missing in this area every 23 years. So it kind of goes through this, a cycle of where it hibernates and it wakes up yeah they they kind of and i don't know if that's true in lore i don't 
I mean, it's always depicted. And the Wendigo scares the crap out of me. Just like the, I hate saying its name because you don't want to draw attention to it, the Skinwalker. And they're, they're kind of similar in ways where they're a spirit, but they're a cryptid. It's a little duality in, um, in Native, you know, First Nations legends. And they give me the stinking heebie-jeebies. I mean, demons possession and certain Native First Nations folklore just petrifies me. And the Wendigo is like up there in the top. So, like, the Wendigo, they, you know, if you go on, like, uh, Britannica, you know, these sites, they'll say that it's a mythological creature. But I don't know if it's really mythological. I mean, there's many, many cases, I mean, from 1660s, Quebec, Quebec, whatever. Quebec, France, but like a, a Jesuit priest writing about a possessed uh, female, I think it was the female, or a hunter that basically like was possessed by a Wendigo, didn't turn, you can turn into a Wendigo by like the Dahmer party trying to get to California you know, snowed in. They started eating people because they had to. Yeah, in the show they said that, you know, he was once a man and a, there was a harsh winter and he became a cannibal to survive. So and they said if you eat enough human flesh, you become less and less human over time. And that's how it was described. Yeah, for the sure. There's a hook there that depravity and loss of humanity and consuming flesh of a fellow human like will turn you into like a ravenous creature that desires more. And it's always in the winter. Mm -hmm. It's cold. Food is scarce. You know, and it's always these stories, like a hungry spirit, you know, or, you know, when people become possessed, like they'll even eat their lips. They'll eat their own lips. So a lot of descriptions are like a lipless, gaunt, tall, pale, red-eyed, humanoid creature didn't they say they, they usually look emaciated like so they're really they look starving like golem but stretched out yeah and you know even like ugh, antlers like the whole deer antler thing i mean could you imagine something eight to 15 feet tall or the, even the size of a human man you know five eight to <laughs> He's six foot with like antlers and gaunt and looking like Gollum kind of all clammy and pasty and, you know, trying to get you. Yeah, in it the doesn't woods. seem like, I guess, real far out of the park if you think about it possibly being a possession. Because, you know, when we we're starting to dive a little more into Nephilim and things of that nature. Oh, without so, a doubt. when you read about that, you know, they, well, Nephilim are. Right, the the merger of angels and humans, and they yeah, the created... sons of God and the the daughters of man. Yeah, and so you create a nephilim, which were tended to be giant in stature, but they were also described as having six fingers, also described as double rows of teeth, hybrids, and they were cannibals. Yeah, down the line, as they become less son of God, you know, the angel, the angelic being. They become hybrids, crossed with animals. You know, even having sex with animals and creating hybrids. Could yeah, I mean nobody knows for sure. I mean, some people think they did you know experimentation and to to basically create hybrid animals. Yeah, anything but, basically anything to defile God's creations. Yeah, but originally the first Nephilim they say were yes the the. The, the children of angels and human women. And the depiction was often 
double rows of teeth, extremely tall, like a giant in stature, and then the six fingers. So, but they were also cannibals. They said they yeah, turn around and they eat would eat men, humans. So, and then when when uh, Nephilim died, because since they were half human, they had a body that would die, whereas the yeah. angel side of them was. so they became spirit so they became spirit so they call nephilim or so anybody that's possessed by a demon is actually according to gen gen 6 genesis 6 is possessed by a nephilim spirit spirit. yeah because a a nephilim or a demon is the disembodied spirit of a nephilim so exactly because they since they are net they are also eternal in their spirit form but they want to roam the earth, and they can't do that without being in a physical form. Yeah, they want so, to eat. They want to fornicate. They want to, if they were... A human. You know, or like... solid. Well, heck, if solid they matter. were their living, with their living body, whatever trait they had in cruelty and depravity, they will have when they possess. So if they... Oh, man. If they just loved killing cattle with their bare hands, you know, maybe that's what they would do. You you get the yeah. If they were serial killers, which it sounds like a lot of them just didn't give a crap about humans, mm-hmm. thought they were garbage because God created us. Um, so they would just kill. Yeah. So it's not a far stretch to assume or, or make the maybe connection that possibly, you know, Wendigos are. People that were, you know, possessed by the demon spirit. If it's a spirit, and- yeah, because it's half the stories are you can, and you have to be in the this the, a certain frame of or a state of spirit or mind, mm-hmm. like on drugs, or you know anything like. You can be. Ca- I'm a Catholic, former Catholic, so if you're drunk or you're on drugs or you're weakened in any sort of way, even mentally. And you could be, what if you're starving? Yeah. What if you've been starving? And, and then <laughs> exactly, you're, you're going man. through these, like you have these mind altering events because you're, you're just going through in and out of consciousness. Yeah, you're hallucinating because, yeah. or you're, you know, whatever it is. And then so you let your guard down, it can come in, it can take possession of you. And then if it liked to eat flesh mm. when it was flesh. And they like to eat human flesh. Then it would be like, oh, I'm going to eat human flesh. But they use their new body to do it. Yeah. So, you know, the Wendigo is so, just like many First Nations, uh, they're cryptids. Or, I mean, they I don't think they would call them cryptids. But they're boogeymen. They're... You know, from a great-grandfather, from a great-grandfather's traditions, their verbal traditions. I mean, so many of them are so similar to, like, Gen 6, like, pre-flood, after-flood. So many other traditions. I mean, there was a, I mean, it's pretty obvious there was a flood that affected, at a certain, I think, probably 10,500 years, 10,800 years ago. I think, just from the things that I've seen and read and listened to, geologically, the proofs there, um, in the terraforma, the layers, I mean, you can see there was a cataclysmic event somewhere around that time. Globally. Globally. almost, Almost every major religion around the world has a essentially a flood and it's story it's not even that just cultures yeah so you know petroglyphs they're... hieroglyphs glo what is a gobekli tepe mm-hmm. in turkey is so stinking intriguing you know, so it's just interesting we find it interesting that it, so many of them have similar stories about maybe you know essentially good and bad you know basically but um like south america has the plume feathered lizard people i guess and then uh first nations have the in a what were they called they disappeared they were like the pueblo that built their civilization in a very desolate like hard to get water, hard to get food, hard to survive, like what you would call hard scrabble 
you know, in the 1800s or whatnot, early 1900s. But that's where they built their societies. So these people disappeared, though, not like the Pueblo, but they were cliff dwellers built how they just disappeared off the timeline. Or we just but their stories over... also talk about giants exactly and giants that going. ate people <laughs> and so... they were lizards with halos and all these things they had well they had giants they had some people they had wall etchings that showed what looked like aliens. oh the newspaper etchings yeah. on the walls yeah they, they had things that looked like aliens they had for about that... what to a thousand years before Christ Something. to about thirteen hundred years after. I can't remember. 1,300. Yeah. So the mid, you know, Renaissance for Europe. But what we're basically trying to say is their stories also, I mean, again, the drawings showed what looked like aliens, showed what looked <laughs> like aliens. Even that bug eyed, like crazy, big headed, like little aliens. Yep. And then, like you said, lizards that had halos. Yeah. So, huh, that's kind of interesting because. Traveling in crafts. Yeah. But. The, again you know the devil essentially was a lizard right that's what yeah I mean, he's a, a seraphim seraphim does that so, mean the root word in greek or hebrew is like an adder black-skinned yeah adder. like a snake yeah because so not a lizard dark, right not a lizard but a snake well serpent whatever yeah. lizard. and then if he was an angel they would have had a halo so it's kind of interesting right so you can have all these it's stories. incredibly crazy so going back to this episode and we'll, yeah, we'll, we got in the weeds a little bit. We did, but alluding, <laughs> so let's circle back and basically saying, so it's not very far cry to say, hmm, the Wendigo could be a derivation of that story where, and then again, if they are indeed Nephilim. I mean, that's demons, our take. That's, that's a our possibility. Take. Yeah, it's a possibility. Or it could just be an evil spirit. Think. You know, there's always been spirits. Like you look at the jinn, you know, in the, from the Middle East, mm -hmm. Arabic col culture. They were created, God created them, I guess, before man, around after angels. So they're just always been, what was it? No, I don't know. But they're not good, nor are they evil. They have free will. I guess the angels may not have really had free, I don't know. No, they had free will because that's yeah. why. Well, I guess they some, did, didn't they? Yeah, because some That's chose, why a third fell to Mount Hermon. Yeah, a third fell because they chose to disobey but get it on with women but so well you know again that's what the, again that's something we just found interesting as we're diving deeper into the um we're finding the nephilim very interesting and we're diving deeper into that and never realized in the past that demons were the disembodied spirits of yeah the nephilim. i never knew that until, and yeah. again reading a description as he said on britannica that some people describe windigos as a spirit, spirit a yeah, spirit. a demon spirit that possesses someone. So, you know, is it? And you know, is that what it is? They, Maybe that's why you know who were we listening to? <laughs> he actually said that that's why that um, Native Americans, a lot of them, that convert to Christianity is because there's a lot of similarities mm -hmm. in their belief systems. Yeah, he said, especially the, the old book. Yeah, he's know? saying because again we talked about. They, they have a flood story. They talk about giants. They talk about God. They talk about... So they said it's not a far cry from their ancient beliefs that was passed down from ancestor to ancestor. So they it's very easy for them to become Christians because they're like, this is pretty similar to our belief patterns. You know, maybe the names were slightly different, but it's very And similar. that's why that, you know, some that don't, you know, convert to Christianity, really, they don't shun christian first nations because mm -hmm. of the similarities and beliefs yep and that begs to you know to even go further down the rabbit hole like there's common <coughs> there's a lot of commonality between the belief systems especially the old testament which like kind of is all around the world if you really dig into it it's really, it's something to really, you know, I haven't really, There's a lot like we're in the beginning of our journey. <laughs> yeah, really we are. So it's hard to speak any further than, you know, this, I'll say that. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give something else too. Like, I forget who it was, if it was L.A. Marzulli or somebody else that said, you know, 
stories of in the past like if you watched older movies where they had the old cowboy and indian movies and a lot of times they would raise their hand and say how and oh you know, yeah people would say oh that's what that was just their greeting and they said no they actually did do that but it wasn't their greeting they wanted you to show their hands especially so they, like the if they pacific had northwest fingers. out west yeah they wanted to see your if you had six fingers, yeah. if you're six fingers, then you're essentially the Nephilim. You're six a giant. fingered in red hair and like nine Double. foot tall. They're yeah. going to like, yeah. So that's why the hands were shown because we were looking for a finger count. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? <laughs> Holy crap. And, you know, Nephilim had six fingers and double rows of teeth. Yep. And then so. we get into the whole Smithsonian stealing giant bones in the Victorian 1880s and Hiding all the 1860s. Yeah. Coming out as soon as the, uh, uh, an article went in the local, it got back to New York or wherever it went, DC. I don't well, know. I heard, it was. um, the one guy I was listening to said that what the Smithsonian did was because if they tried to buy the bones and the, the local muse- museum said no, because it was, you know, a big, you know, attention drawer for them and bringing yeah, them money. If you're a farmer and you find something that's 10 foot tall, and it's got some armor or, you know, really strange because those mounds were everywhere. Yeah. But what they said is that, you know, they I'm would like try they to buy get it. <laughs> they tried to buy it, but sometimes they weren't able to because they would whoever the museum or somebody would say no. So what they would end up doing is they said sometimes they'd buy the building mm. and buy the entire display, everything. Yeah. And then they would disassemble it all, sell it or whatever, and, and then only keep the bones. Yep. Yeah. So that's how they got around if, if people wouldn't give up the bones. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that these mounds were... We've been to Cahokia, mm-hmm. and that is amazing. That is just... And all it is is a... It used to be more, I guess, in a stepped pyramid earthwork shape. But all through, even up to from that site, it's across the Mississippi into Illinois... I mean, you can see the skyline of St. Louis. And evidently, it had a population. And they found at that site things from South America, like seashells from the Pacific. Seashells from the Atlantic. This is in in what? Illinois. Cahokia. And you can see the skyline. You know, they had, they were growing maize. And they had like 60,000 people just around that site on the Mississippi river. And then whatever spilled up through like Missouri into Missouri, the Missouri side where St. Louis is, they just like bulldozed that crap over and built buildings and stuff. They had people all through the Valley that, that fertile Valley where the Mississippi, you know, ran. Um, it's really, truly amazing. They were, they were even saying the outer communities and they built huts. They didn't have like, uh, they weren't Rock structures. they weren't like teepees and nomadic mm-hmm. like the plains indians they had trading they you know in a lot of speculation they came from the ohio river like pittsburgh alleghenies is what the ancient word i forget what i don't know if it's a seneca or whoever you know from the ohio side P- pennsylvania side that means like mountains of the giants that's where all the giants lived mm-hmm. and you know and they like the the snake and, and they said that they probably brought the technology with them whatever they learned from uh what are they called the hopewell indians which isn't really because none of them will claim that we didn't build this oh you're talking about the serpent mound in ohio yeah mm-hmm. they're like we didn't build this this was here long before us it was built by the giants mm-hmm so there's there's the stories abound by in the Indian Native American culture about giants all over this country because there's so many Indian tribes and they all have giant stories. So, you know, were they all just sharing notes? You know? And it's like his history. I mean, they don't. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, they really don't fudge stuff. They okay, legends are built upon a a, a, a well, fact. It, Probably built, that's what I'm saying. They had had wars with these things. Yeah, it had to be built on fact or some kind of real story because, again, were they sharing notes? I mean, if it wasn't, they they had some, they all had the same imagination then to come up with the same kind of being. Uh, And I forget what episode it is, but I did um, A Tale of Giants. It was, uh, I did an episode on Crazy Strange. I don't know if it was news or Crazy Strange Days, just stories, whatever. Um, 
Oh, what's the cave? Oh, geez, out west. Where, I mean, it only happened. Gosh, you know, I'm a butthead. What's the Kandahar giant and um, the cave? Lock, Love Lock Cave. Episode, the CSN, episode 28, the Kandahar giant and the Love Lock Cave, a tale of giants. And I took both those stories because they're both about giants. Kandahar meaning Afghanistan and recent. More modern. Mm. That supposedly our Special forces killed a, a, giant a giant there. <laughs> shot him in the face. They had to shoot him in the head, man. He speared a dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then the Lovelock Cave was a story related from. And this is like she lived till it was a daughter of a chief out west. I can't remember where. But they burn them alive in the cave. They finally chased them. They had been fighting. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. These redheaded, six, you know, six fingered giants forever for a long time and they had enough and it was more than just one tribe so they cornered him in a cave what was left after this war of attrition over hundreds of years and they burn them out and when they would come out man they built a big pile of wood in front of this cave and started you know lighting it up man and when they come out they'd kill them the warriors would kill them and she you know i think she lived into the 1900s and she wrote a little book about it, which is crazy. Like her father was there, mm-hmm. you know. So what, mid eighteen hundreds? Yeah. Or maybe I guess eighteen twenties or something. And then you know, Ellie Marzulli talks about the giants, and he has some pictures and photographs about it. So it's they're real. But the thing is, like, I've what? seen millions. And I've I always so said, many, so many. I know. And I always photos said to you, and news articles. Like, I don't understand why they're hiding it, because most of us don't question that there was dinosaurs. Rich. Right. So dinosaurs right, are right. giant lizards. Yeah. Essentially. Giant lizards, giant crocodiles, giant whatever. The people are going to think we're crazy. Yeah. But I mean, nobody questions that. Right. Mm-hmm. We all know dinosaurs exist and they're giant forms of what, what live today. Right. So why is it way beyond everybody's? Yeah, belief? but you wouldn't know about it if the Smithsonian was coming out every time you found like a giant femur from some or giant head with teeth in it. I know, but that's what I'm telling you. Like there's obviously beetle more, bug car. but that's what I'm trying to say. There's more to the story because if you it's all if, about Darwinism, right? if you don't disagree that there was a dinosaur then why would most people not why would they think that it's it's a lie that there could have been giant humans right i mean if there was a giant lizard then why couldn't there be giant humans so if they're hiding it why right because if there's evidence in newspapers and all over the world there's there's newspapers like you said farmers in this country all over this country have found giant bones and the smithsonian comes and takes them so why why do I mean, they want to hide it one of the most fascinating cases is the island of catalina off of um california hmm. right marzulli was there i mean a lot of people were there around 1900 this mm-hmm. guy this professor i can't you know man should have did a little more homework because it's really relevant yeah. that they have some they Marzulli claims to have some of the original photos or copies of the original photos that seem to have gone missing 
in the 60s or 70s, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but oh. And those kids, there's like that whole island supposedly was filled with these things yeah. because the natives kicked them off the mainland. Because they were getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, and there's stories of, and a lot of people equate it to like Sasquatch and stuff, Mount Olympus or uh, what is it? Mount St. Helens, the tribes out there. I wanted to say Olympus for some reason. Well, the only thing that makes sense to me is kind of like L.A. Marzui says is that, you know, maybe they're, the only reason why they would want to hide it is because, again, like you mentioned Darwinism. Mm-hmm. Because if there was existence of giants, the only place you generally hear it or see it written is in the Bible. Yeah. So then you would have to admit the Bible is real. But we and know if, now that there are tribes yeah in hebrew there are tribes of giants Mm -hmm. and i always thought man god's cruel he wants moses and you know david to go eliminate every living thing in this this region whatever city state it is or whatnot kill every animal kill every woman and child it's because the more research I've done, they were half breeds and yeah. Goliath. You know, Goliath had brothers, mm-hmm. a whole nation of brothers. Mm-hmm. So they were all, a, yeah, like you said, a nation of essentially Nephilim. The flood didn't take care of them all. Yeah. So, but, so, I mean, that kind of logically makes sense is that, you know, that's maybe the only reason why they, because if they have, if you had to, if you admitted there were giants, you'd admit that. The Bible at least has some truth to it, right? And then, then if you admit that, then mm, well, you know, look at do all the Christians the, that against Darwinism. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the age of reason and all this, you know, when Darwinism came out, the scientific method, universities, even today, you know, when these guys leave seminary to become Christian leaders and run churches be a bit you know i guess a bishop i don't know whatever it is that's not catholic the equivalent um they're they don't want to hear this crap this the the bible's no longer christianity is no longer super you know one like the jews one foot in the physical world one foot in the supernatural world Mm -hmm. because i mean if you believe in god okay you can't believe in other things like ghosts or spirits or oh no that shit's you know that's well, like, for uneducated people. Yeah, well, like you said, the Bible is the most supernatural book in the world. And one of the reasons you still are drawn to the Catholic Church is the fact that they are the only ones that really still, still like, they actually acknowledge the supernatural aspect of Christianity yeah, because they do, they do exorcisms. exorcisms. And they're the only Christian, you know. That are good at it. Well, but the only one that really does it. You don't ever hear, like, Presbyterians going. They and have do, a procedure. Yeah. To, to, but you don't. But people don't call Presbyterians or nah, you, don't, you know Methodists or Baptists. A to lot of these people like have that have possession problems in their whatever their family. They convert. They convert to Catholicism, which is really crazy. So they can get help. But then that church is so crooked in a bureaucracy and the biggest corporation in the world, and they hide the fact that they molest children. They just move priests around. It's hard to get behind that. Yeah. But they are a direct link to an older time of Christian. I'm not going to say to a disciple or any of this stuff, which, you know, obviously they are, but it's been degraded. It's not its purest form. And that's one thing. I mean, yeah, we, we are Christians, but the one thing we find hard is... We're, again, new, we're basically born again, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, but we've always been Christians, but it's... Finding a, it's hard to find a church. Where An they organization. Actually, yeah, where they actually talk about the real, <coughs> you know, the Bible in all of its aspects. Yeah. Not just what they want to talk about. We want to know about everything. Yeah. You know, and, and it's full of the supernatural stuff, which we enjoy, you know, because again, we Obviously, like. Obviously, I think we it's like human nature. Show. We like supernatural. We like Stargate. We like sci-fi. I mean, anybody like that's lived long enough. Yeah, for sure. And anybody that's lived long enough has had a really weird experiences. They can't, I mean, me and my mom had a ghost in our house. I, and I've seen other things when I was younger and more susceptible, probably. Astral, you know, projection, 
mm-hmm. out of my body type crap hit the ceiling and i was like oh crap get back in your body dude <laughs> and i whoosh like a roller coaster you know yeah and i'll give like because i just listened to an interview with ellie marzulli and, and and again talking about the demon possession and all this stuff remember that i don't know it might have been in the summer or year ago or whatever when that that guy ate that a homeless man's face off. Oh, and the he was, bath salts. Yeah. That was a long, it was a 10, 20, No, it wasn't years that ago. many years ago. Eh, I think it was but about it, 15, probably. I don't think it was that long. But regardless, there was a story of a man that supposedly was on bath salts, and he ate the Straight face. Straight up like a zombie. Yeah, like a zombie. He ate this homeless man's face off. Now, we were mortified. We're like, holy, that's That crazy. was scary, because I thought, okay, bath salts is coming to a town near you. Yeah. But I was like, I got to even in this interview with <laughs> more than carry a gun. You got to carry some other stuff like a stick of dynamite or. But in this interview with Ellie Marzilli, he said, well, as soon as he read that, he said, Mm-mm, I don't believe that. He goes, I don't believe that that was bath salts. He goes, I think that guy was possessed. Yeah, because you and never really heard of any no. other real examples that were quite as horrific. Yeah, with people on bath salts. Exactly. So he said, he goes, I never believed it from day one. He goes, I kept checking the newspapers because he goes, I want to see the see them report the you know not autopsy but the um just you know, a report of what well know, they what, report if you were a they, cop you'd have to write that stuff up yeah in but detail. they're gonna do they're gonna do a drug test on the guy and all these other oh, things yeah. so he's like i was waiting for that report and he goes it was about a month later and he goes on page 62 of the newspaper something's all the way at the back and he goes they found nothing nothing in his blood he had no drugs no alcohol oh, no, no nothing he goes so I well, goes, I don't. I don't. I really don't know what bath salts. I thought it was a mixture of different, like kerosene. No, and I think bath salts and, is is Epsom salt. It's it's what you take a bath in. What do they do? Smoke it? I don't know what they do, but snort um, it. But that's what he said. He goes from the beginning. I thought they, that guy was demon possessed. He goes, and he had to been because you don't eat somebody's face off. Yeah, but somebody that's in the business might say that to send. Sensationalize it. They might, but for clicks and views, you know, I'm always kind of like. Ah, they might, but what other? Could I take that step? I don't know. Yeah, but what other explanation? If if the guy was not on anything, nothing at all, what would possess someone oh, to it's attack? A new drug on the street that we nobody else hears about yeah, ever again. But he said the guy had nothing in his system. He he attacked a homeless man and he ate his face off yeah they caught him in the act yeah the police and they've also said he they i think he was shot and and they said he was shot multiple multiple times times and they said he had like supernatural strength like pcp like he wasn't feeling it man yeah so again no drugs in his system but if you Mm. get possessed you can have supernatural strength maybe maybe so a little more than tossing a few frail priests around you know that's some serious stuff there so we kind of went off topic for the Wendigo there. So. Yeah, but it was fun for us. So screw it. We do this more for us. <laughs> Not the listener. Okay, so the episode three was called Dead in the Water. And the summary, again, from SupernaturalFandom.com is a water spirit takes revenge on a small town. Sam and Dean investigate a series of mysterious drownings written off as suicides. They discover the spirit is an angry little boy with the power to travel through water who is taking revenge on certain town inhabitants for a dark secret buried long ago. Dean forms a bond with a young boy who seems to have the power of premonition. Now, essentially, what they said is, um, oh, this was this took place in Wisconsin, and they said the drownings have happened over a course of 35 years. And essentially what comes out in the story is a little boy was drowned by two um childhood friends friends yeah and then they they, were bullies and they always bullied this kid they just took it too far they took it too far and accidentally i don't know if they drowned him or they threw him in the water no they said they held him underwater Mm. and they held him a little too long and he drowned and then they they you know they just let the body go into the lake they freaked out they hit his bike and all this stuff so the vengeful spirit is almost like a, a water elemental, I guess, right? Definitely, his conduit is water. Yeah, that's how he was getting. So to it's people. an elemental, elemental. Because in, in the story, he was originally just killing people in the lake, but they were, um, they had to drain the lake, 
they were um, getting ready to, to drain like the, the lake. Army Corps engineer was going to bust the dam and drain yeah. the lake. And so he he knew he had to, he had little time left the spirit so to to, in, to enact his revenge. So what he yeah. started doing is going through pipes into homes and killing people that well, way. Well, he did a couple. Yeah. 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 So. Because he wanted to kill the family of the uh, the two men, so the houses the two boys that were around him. the lake, and he was able that was their water source. So yeah. he was able to infiltrate the homes and kill. It was killing like the family offspring, members, yeah, yeah, of of the the two boys of that the killed boys. killed him. He also ran killed other people too because they weren't all their family. Yeah, so. Because um, they said that the drownings were happening over 35 years. Just like a vengeful spirit, which yeah. we covered in um, Lady in White. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, though? Uh, okay. So the little boy has Premonition. psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, he quit talking because it took his father. Yeah. His mother was the daughter of the sheriff, which was one of the boys. That killed the boy. Yeah. And so... And so, um, the daughter of the sheriff's, her little boy witnessed her, his father's death and knew it wasn't a drowning. So it clicked something in him. He quit talking and he gained the ability of premonition. And so he would draw and warn, um, I guess Dean, one of the Winchester boys caught on to it kind of befriended him got him out of his shell you know and that's kind of it they solved it you know yeah they right? realized, i mean they it's that... kind of a non it, it has like three elements to it but it's something we've already kind of covered yeah so yeah they, they discovered that it was a murder they got they got the one um the cop as he mentioned to yeah he was basically like take me don't take my grandkid yeah, because the the spirit actually killed the other the other man that and his that family in his because yeah. they killed his both his children first and he's like there's nothing left to live for he basically allowed that angry spirit to kill him yeah and then the cop didn't believe it at first and eventually when yeah. it when it came to realization that it tried to take his grandson he basically said take me you you know you want me. So he yeah. basically gave himself up, and his grandson and daughter were saved. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the whole story. Yeah, I mean, it is. I know that we got really deep-dived into the first... The, uh, well, we went off on some tangents, too. Yeah, but, you know, that was that was fun for us because... Well, it's kind of trying to just make that connection because even though it is a Wendigo and you said it's a Native Not American... Not to take anything away from the Native American side of it no 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 it's not but we're just trying to make a correlation that there are multiple things in this world that are very similar and it it's odd that um how people can have similar stories all over the world when some of these cultures have never even connected until the most until the modern world so how did they share stories that are similar when there was no other connection yeah and that's that's something that is poo-pooed away by academics and mm-hmm. you know creation stories that jive or flood stories that jive across cultures where they have no business never had any connection but there's evidence and so and that's what i'm saying like how did they all just have this crazy everybody had the same imagination they can, you, they you can, can think say, up the same yeah, stories like human nature dictates that we're gonna make stories up you know, around the campfire to keep, I mean, to make sense of things and also to like keep your children out of the woods. They always like go back to that. But how do they all come up with the same? Creatures? I don't know. And how do they all come up with you the same story? You can't tell me it's unconscious knowledge. It's just a human trait that we all delineate towards the same point of reference mm-hmm. where we have like the, the stories are so similar. It's uncanny. North America and Europe and the Middle East at the same time are having these stories. So, and we know like the 10,005 year mark there and that it ended the ice age. It was a comet or an asteroid. They think that busted the glaciers in North upper North America created the grand Canyon. 
right? Is that what it was? We're in Utah. Some of the. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. It's a Graham Hancock. Mm. Uh, we watched that whole series. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse. No, what was it? Yeah. I don't know. It somebody, was. It was intriguing. Somebody else we listened to said. But no. he goes everywhere, but like giants, God, and yeah. giants and things, That's megalithic cool. structures around the world yeah. that are aligned to that are reputedly like ten thousand years old. Yeah. After the cataclysms, they're watching the skies, they're they like the underground city that can support. 35,000 inhabitants around the same time. Like we were supposedly hunters and gatherers still, not even agricultural. Yeah, so where did these big cities come from? And it's from? BS, <laughs> yeah. Like this would have taken thousands and thousands well, and, even that, and thousands of people. I forget the name of that lady we listened to not too long ago who said, you Oh, know, she came out with a new book with, was it her father or it's the guy we were listening to the Tom other Horn. Night. Tom Horn, which he just passed, you know, God bless you, man. Rest in peace. But no, but she was talking about that one city that she said the elevation is so high, humans cannot oh, yeah. live there. In, in like, and, uh, and you know, you study it in your history. It's books. South America. Yeah, it's you like study eight thousand. It, it's like well, we'll go into it later, but just high level, just to give you food for thought, is you know. They say humans, it was a human structure and human live, yeah, humans you lived need, there. You would need she said, oxygen. Yeah, you would need an oxygen tank. So she said, if you were up there for a few hours, you'd feel lightheaded and you might pass out. So how could you build an entire city up in a place where you can't even. Megalithic, giant yeah, stones. If you can't even 30, live 30,000 pounds So then who was living there? It wasn't humans. <laughs> I guess not, unless, you know. But I mean, does the water level push the atmospheric? <laughs> you know, if there was a flood and everything was kind of semi-flooded still. But nobody talks about that, so that's I mean, what we're saying. I have no idea. It's like, like, how do you pull that one off? I'm so, reaching at straws. You know, they'll say, oh, this was a human, you know, a pre, you know, an early human structure. And it's like, but humans couldn't live there. So, and nobody talk when you, when you go to school or your history channel, learning channel, all those things talk talk you about. They just say, look at this fabulous old structure. Yeah. Look at these things. And you go, wow, that is pretty neat, you know. But but then they'll say, oh, wait, people couldn't live there. It's funky down you know? there. They have, like, gateways, <laughs> like straight-up gateways that go into a cave that end at, like, another gateway that's solid stone, you know, in Peru and Chile and... All these places are crazy. So, again, went off on a tangent, but we just really want to just introduce these subject matters and we'll dive deeper. And, and, you know, we're just using this series as a way to kind of tap into all these different stories and bring up the things that we find interesting. Yeah, so. cryptids and then our, our crazy theories. So we hope you enjoyed it. I mean, it was a bit rambling, but... This is kind of hard to, it's a hard podcast to do. We'll get some structure and it'll, it'll get a little more structured. It'll be cool. I find it fascinating still that you can just go from Wendigo to possession to, I mean, it's just amazing how cultures, they really collide in the belief systems and we're not all that different. You know, even our older selves or we go back in the time, our ancestors, they had a similar belief system. It's amazing. The world's amazing, man. So I want to tell you, if you like the show, please five-star rate and review because that's how we really know that you guys dig it and we'll keep doing them. Um, if you like Supernatural, I hope we didn't like hook you in and you thought you were getting fan fiction or fan... You know, total uh, worship here because we do love the series. It is fun. Yes. It is fun, man. So, and if you like cryptids, you like baddies and beasties and, you know, supernatural stuff, obviously supernatural, but you'll dig it. And if you become a fan, you know, give us a shout out. Crazy Strange Days at gmail.com. Again, five star rate and reviews. Um, Hey, we're happy to be here. It was fun. I guess we're out. Are we out? Yes. You should do it. 
We are out of here. Good night. <laughs>